Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grinded Podcast. Today we're going to pick up where we left off in Matthew chapter 5. Before we do, let's just do a, a quick review. We have Jesus seeing the crowds gathering. Uh, and so he's going to sit down on the mountainside with his disciples. And he, he begins to teach them. Um, and he's going to pour himself, if you will, into, into... This is basically the beginning because he had just handpicked these guys. And so he, he knows that, that in three years, or right around three years, he's going to be gone. He's going to die on a cross and, 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 and be buried in a tomb for three days. And he's going to be resurrected and he's going to send to the Father and sit at the Father's right hand. He knows all this. They don't know this. And so uh, what we call the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus beginning to to teach his disciples the ways of God and how to be pleasing to God and how they they should be the examples of of God and 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 him being the ultimate example that they should be following and he's basically saying look this is how you need to live this is how I am and this is how you need to be um and but also at the same time that he is teaching his disciples there's a huge crowd that has gathered, and they're all sitting on the mountainside. And so the, where they are at on the mountain, his voice would project, and these people would be able to hear the words that he's saying to his disciples. Um, now, in our last podcast, Jesus talked about being salt and how we are the salt of the earth. And in today's podcast, um, he's going to talk about being light. In verses 14 through 16, he says, and remember, he's talking to his disciples, not the crowd, although the crowd can hear him, and it's good for them to hear. But he's telling his disciples, he says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father now we have to remember that they didn't have electricity back then and when jesus was here uh you you couldn't walk in a room and, and flip on a switch and voila the lights come on it didn't work like that when jesus was here there was no electricity they 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 used small lamps that was full of little uh, uh, of olive oil and and they would have a wick and they would burn these little lamps and and as long as they had oil in the lamp the the, the lamp would burn and that this flame would would create light and so they would place these uh small lamps all over their house and it would light up the darkness right that you would, they would be able to see in their dark room it would now be lit up from these lamps that are burning and if you were in a bigger place, let's say like outside or in a yard or something, you would use, they, they would use torches. Um, but thinking about light and, and, and making uh, the darkness to, to light up and you can see in the darkness. Have you ever sat in a, in a dark room? Like I remember when I was in junior high, we went to a planetarium and it was so 
dark in that place. I mean, it was pitch black dark, and you you could literally put your hand to your nose, and you could not see your hand. I mean, it was just it was just the ultimate darkness that I've ever seen. There was there was absolutely no light whatsoever, and it, and then and then you know then they would turn on. Uh, the stars inside the planetarium that looked like you were outside or out in space. It was it was really cool. But until they turned those lights on, it was it was pitch black dark. And and I just remember me and my friends just just ha- having a ball with that, and and having a lot of a lot of fun with it. Um, but if if you've ever been in a dark room and struck a match or flicked a lighter. Uh, or lit a candle. Um, it, it, it's amazing to me how just the least little bit of light dispels the darkness. And because of that light from the flame and the darkness, you can see what is around you. It may still be dark in the room, but now you have light. And that light dispels that darkness just enough to where you can see. And as long as there is a flame, as long as there is light, you can see the objects in the floor or on the wall or whatever. You can see where you're going. But if that light burns out, you can't see because it's dark again. And the tiniest of light makes the darkness flee. Now, this past Sunday in my church where I'm the worship leader, we... we, uh, we sing a song called Tremble, and some of the lyrics say, Your name is a light that the shadows cannot deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus. Jesus. Now where do they get those lyrics from? Because Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In other words, you're going to have me. Or what Jesus is saying here is without him, without Jesus in our lives, we are walking in darkness no matter how well we can see around us. It's a spiritual darkness. It's so many people are walking in the dark and they don't even realize. They, they may have the greatest life on this earth right now, but if they do not have Jesus, you may have the greatest life right now. You may be living it up, but if you do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're walking in darkness because the light, Jesus, is not in you. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. And this, this was a prophecy that was fulfilled in Matthew 4.16. Well, Matthew writes, the people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, and those who were sitting in the land and shadow of death upon them a light dawned. Talking about Jesus coming into the world as God in the flesh. Jesus says, I am 
the light of the world. You don't have to walk in darkness because we can accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and his light will be inside of us and his light will shine through us. In John chapter 1 verse 5, John says, The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. And we see this a lot when we're going through these gospels. We've already covered Luke and we've covered John and we just see these people who had been looking for the Messiah for so long and yet he shows up on the scene and they could not comprehend it. They could not wrap their head around Jesus being the Messiah because he was this ordinary dude. He was he was not born in royalty like they thought. They, they're expecting this guy who's going to be dressed like a king. He's going to act like a king. He's going to talk like a king. He's going to look like a king. He's going to sit on David's throne. He's going to rule and reign, and he's going to whoop these Romans' rear ends, and and he's going to restore power back into Israel. And they just had a misconception of what the Messiah was going to be. And here's this dude who shows up uh, by a, a, a virgin mom who they think has committed adultery, and and. He's born in a manger, and he he's from Nazareth, and you know no but nothing good comes from Nazareth, and and he he just looks ordinary. He's dressed in regular clothes like any ordinary dude, and he doesn't even own a home, and he's walking around everywhere he goes with these disciples who are following him, and and he's claiming to be the son of God and the son of man, and 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 they just they they didn't get it. They, they never could wrap their heads around it. And, and John says the light shines in the darkness and Jesus was shining. He was bringing so much hope to people all around him. And yet they could not comprehend it. Even though he walked with them on a daily basis for three to three and a half years, the light was shining in the darkness. But the darkness, it didn't comprehend it. First Peter 2 9, Peter says, You are a chosen race, talking about Christians, people who have accepted Christ. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God has called every one of us out of darkness and he's given us the opportunity to, to be, uh, be called into his marvelous light. Talking about Jesus. He's given, he, I believe it's Acts 22, 16. I'm not exactly sure what verse, where the verse is, but it says God calls all men and women everywhere to repent. So God has called everybody out of the darkness and into the kingdom of his light, but not everybody makes that decision. A lot of people, many people, reject Jesus. But those of us who have accepted Jesus and are living for Jesus, hey, we are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. And we are God's possession. And he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Paul says in Ephesians 5, 8, For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light. In, and here's the key. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 
For you were formerly darkness. You were lost. You were in your sins before you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You were walking in darkness. You were living in darkness. But now that you have accepted Christ and now that you are living for Christ and you've made him your Lord and Savior and you're filled with God's Holy Spirit, now you are light in the Lord. Walk. That's a commandment. Walk as children of light. Well, how does the light walk? That's exactly what we're covering here in Matthew chapter 5 of these Beatitudes. This is what Jesus was telling his disciples there on the Sermon of the Mount. I am the light of the world. You need to follow me. You need to live like me. You need to be examples to these people out here, just as I am the example of God. I'm showing the character of God. And the only way we can do that, the only way we can be godly, the only way that we can show the character of God is to have Jesus Christ living inside of us and we are to walk Every day, on a daily basis. In other words, we are to live our lives according to how Christ would want us to live our lives. And the only way we can know how Christ wants us to live our lives is to be students of the Word. We have to be in the Word of God, period. Because if we're not reading the Word of God, we have no idea how God wants us to live. If we're not in the Word of God, we don't have any idea how Jesus was. Therefore, how can we be uh, light if we don't know how the light was shining? We have to be in the Word to get to know Jesus, to grow closer to Jesus, and we have to walk with Jesus on a daily basis. Walk as children of light. In Acts 26, 17, and 18, Paul is giving his testimony of how Jesus changed his life. Remember, he saw the light. On the, he was on the way to Damascus to persecute more Christians, and a great light shone around about him and knocked him off his horse. And 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 uh, it was Jesus, and he had a conversation with the light, with Jesus. And so he's, he's giving this testimony of how Jesus changed his life, and he says, Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open—this is Jesus talking to Paul— Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith and me. We're Gentile. If you're not a Jew, you're Gentile. And and Jesus has has told Ananias that, that Paul's going to be coming. And Ananias is scared to death because he knows that Saul was a persecutor of Christians. He was killing Christian people, which Ananias was. And and here's Jesus saying, hey, I'm sending Saul to you, and you you need to baptize him, and you need to uh, uh, lay your hands on him and pray for him that he will receive his sight. And Ananias is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what's going on with this guy? He, he kills people like me. And Jesus tells Ananias, he says, Everything's cool. Everything's fine because he is going to be a, a witness to the Gentiles. And and here's here's Paul rehearsing his testimony. And he, he rehearses that part of the story where he says that Jesus is sending him to the Gentiles to open their eyes. Well, if their eyes are not open, that means they're walking in darkness. Because th- that's the way light enters our body is through our eyes. And if their eyes are closed spiritually is what... 
Jesus is talking about to, to Saul. Their, their eyes are closed and they're walking in darkness and they need the light. They need Jesus. And so Jesus is saying, Paul, I'm going to, or Saul at the time, changed his name later to Paul. I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God and they will receive forgiveness of their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. In other words, Paul or Saul at the time, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. You're going to tell the Gentiles about me, Jesus, and what I've done for them on the cross. And if they choose to make me their Lord and Savior, then their eyes will be open. They're going to turn from darkness to light to me, and they're going to turn from the power of Satan, and they're going to be filled with the power of God, and they're going to receive forgiveness of their sins. And they're going to be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. So here's the bottom line. We are walking in darkness without Jesus. We are to turn to Jesus who is the light and no longer walk in darkness. And when we do, when we turn to Jesus, the light, we are turning from the power of Satan who rules the darkness to the power of God who rules the light. And matter of fact, in heaven where God is, he is the light. There is no need for lamps. There is no need for oil burning in the lampstands. There is no need for any of that because God is the light. And when we turn to Jesus, the light, and we're no longer walking in darkness, we will receive forgiveness of our sins and we will be filled with God's Holy Spirit and we will be set apart by faith in Christ. And this is why Jesus tells his disciples, you are the light of the world because they have chosen to leave their lives as they knew it to follow him. They've, they've left their boats behind. They left their nets behind. They left their family behind all to follow Jesus. And so he's beginning to teach them God's truths so that they can learn to be like him because he knows, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that he's going to be leaving in about three years and that they will be taken over. And so he says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In other words, all eyes are going to be on you when I leave and you will have to be the examples of God. You will have to represent me, the light. And they're not going to have to do this on their own because he tells them later that they're going to have help, that they will have a God in the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14. But since they are the light, he will be shining through them. They're not going to be doing this on their own. He is going to be shining through them. And it's the same way with us. One of the prayers I pray often is, is God, use me. Uh, work through me. Because I can't do it on my own. Jesus even makes it clear that without him, we can do nothing. And so when we're filled with Christ, we are filled with the light. And since talking to his disciples, since they are the light, because he's going to be shining through them, they are not to hide the light. And that's what he said. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. No, that, that's defeating the whole purpose of the light. 
Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Not praise you for what you've been doing, for all these accolades, for all these great things you've been doing in mind. No, that your heavenly Father will be praised. And see, that's where we have to be careful because the light is in us and the light shines through us and the light works in us and through us to reach other people. And when that happens, we can't let it go to our head and think we're, we're somebody just because God is using us. No, the praise, all the praise, all the glory goes to our heavenly Father. And think about this. What does light do? Light exposes, right? If you have kids or animals, you appreciate the light because you can see the obstacles in the floor and avoid them. But if you have to walk in darkness and there's no light, well, you know, you're risking it because if you've ever stepped on a Lego, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever stepped and if you've got animals in your house and you've ever stepped in a puddle of pee or a pile of poop, and it just squishes between your toes or all over your feet. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You appreciate the light. Because the light exposes what the darkness tries to hide, right? In other words, sin. And that's what that that's why people don't they don't appreciate the light because their their lives are full of darkness their lives are full of sin and they will not come to jesus because they don't want their sins exposed they want to hide their sin from everybody and pretend that they're all right so they stay in the dark and that's not good because god knows i mean david says in psalm 139 he says i can go to the deepest parts of the earth i can go to the darkest of dark and your presence is still there you know everything about me you know everything i do you know everything i say even before i have the thought in my mind you already know it we're not hiding anything from god in john 3 17 through 21 it says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he who believes in him is not condemned but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god and this is the condemnation that the light, now here it is, and this is the condemnation that the light, Jesus, has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. There it is. That's what the light does. It exposes. And that's what Jesus was doing. He was exposing sin and that's why the, the religious people, they had everybody fooled. They, all eyes were on the religion. Oh, listen to their prayers. Oh, look at how they're dressed. Oh, look how much money they're putting in the offering plate. And they loved the praises of people. But Jesus comes along and he exposes them for who they are and their hypocrisy. He calls them over and over again hypocrites. And he, in Matthew 23, he just slams them over and over and over again. He, tell, he says they're whitewashed tombs. They're beautiful on the outside, but inside they're full of dead men's bones. They're corrupt. And they hated Jesus for this. 
because his the light Jesus was exposing their sin, their hypocrisy. And that's why people will not come to Jesus today because they're they don't want to be exposed. They they want people to think that they're okay, that, that everything is fine with them and, and 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 it's not. We're if we're walking in darkness, we're full of sin and 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 we need to we need a cleansing. And the only way to be cleansed from our sin is to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. The bottom line is if we want to go to heaven, we have to walk in the light. Now it reminds me of a, a DC talk song. I believe it's back about around 1995 uh, talking about, uh, uh, it's called In the Light. And, and it says, I keep trying to find a light on my own apart from you. I am the king of excuses. I got one for every selfish thing I do. Tell me what's going on inside of me. I despise my own behavior. This only serves to confirm my suspicions that I'm still a man in need of a savior. And then it go on with the courses. I want to be in the light as you are in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heavens. Oh, Lord, be my light and be my salvation. Because all I want is to be in the light. All I want is to be in the light. You know, those, those lyrics really sum it up. Selfishness and trying to make it on our own. We have no way of getting forgiveness of sins outside of Jesus Christ, who is the light. We walk in darkness, and we love the darkness because we think the darkness hides our sin, but it does not. And one day, we will be exposed by the light. And if we wait too late, if we wait till we're standing before the light himself and never having accepted him as Lord and Savior, being washed in his blood and being filled with his Holy Spirit, we're going to be cast into eternal darkness and never have a chance to accept the light again so if you want your sins forgiven if you want to go to heaven you must come to the light and be exposed you have to die to yourself and say yes to jesus if you have accepted the light let him shine through you don't hide your light you are a city on a hill you are not going to turn on a light and hide it under a basket i mean it's not like i'm going to walk in my room and flip on my light switch and throw a blanket over the light because i don't need the light no that's the whole reason why i turned on the light switch because i need the light i need to see where i'm going i need to see these obstacles that i need to walk around in my room so you have to shine the light of christ in the world around you wherever you are what it, it, you could be at work you could be at the shopping center you can be in your home you can be around friends you can be around family ball games it wherever you are you shine the light of christ let christ work through you because light attracts light naturally attracts i mean have you ever been to a a, a, a bonfire we're just fascinated by the fire because of the light and we like to throw stuff in the fire but if you if you think about a bug zapper, 
It's a light, right? Bugs are, if you go out on the front porch or the back porch at nighttime and you got the light on, what happens? You got bugs flying all over the, the light. Why? Because they are attracted to the light. And when we shine the light of Christ in the darkness, people will be attracted to the light. People will be attracted to Jesus. Not to you, but to Jesus who lives inside of you. Now imagine if the disciples would have hid their light. We wouldn't even have the Bible today. We wouldn't have all these awesome stories. But thank the Lord they did not hide their light. They shine their light. Even in the midst of persecution, even when it was going to cost them their lives, they, they, they shine the light of Jesus. And because they did, we have God's Word today. We have this message of salvation and hope today. We have this message of how we can be transformed from the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom of light. And as I end this podcast, I want you to think of the, the way that Jesus has impacted your life. Don't you want others to have that same opportunity? Well, I hope you do, because that's what we're called to do, is to give people that hope, to give people that opportunity to know Jesus, to live for Jesus, and to allow His light to shine in their life. Let your light shine. You know the little old kid song, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I remember my daughter, when she was like two or three years old, we, we, we got a recording of her. And and she's like, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. In the same way, Jesus says, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let your light shine so God will be glorified. Thank you for listening today. God bless you, and keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.